it also takes off the pressure because usually the expectancy is when you marry that your partner has to be your best friend, the most ideal parent, your best lover, and your tennis partner. And you say, ah, what, what? a lot of responsibility, right? <laughs> Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 175. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a wonderful interview with Axel. He does a beautiful job blending poly and swinging and BDSM throughout his life, and it's just, I don't know, I love this interview. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great conversation, and uh, he's also written a book uh, called Rethinking Relationships, and the book is coming out in a couple of months. Uh, His website, his pre-launch website, um, is up, well, was up. It doesn't seem to be working right now, but um, he said it's going to be back up in a day or two. I think it's the hosting service, so uh, check back if if you want to sign up for that. Links to that are in the show notes for our show over at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And just, yeah, as Emma said, like this conversation is amazing. The sort of his approach to non-monogamy and the way he got into it has really helped him rethink his entire life and his approach to everything. And so it's it, we're really excited for the book and we're just really excited to get this interview out there. Um, so thank you, Axel, for coming on and for reaching out and for being a part of the community. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, we had so much fun talking to you. Also, one other quick thing before we jump in, we wanted to touch on last week's episode because we had uh, Bella and Jason who uh, host a podcast and website called For Our Play. Again, links will be in the show notes, but they've put out a ton of games and merchandise and all that stuff. And they gave us a discount code and we forgot to put it in the, we forgot Uh, to mention it last week because whatever, life is crazy. But anyway. And this was from last week, episode 174. Yes. So if you want to check all that out and get a cup, get a little bit of a discount, use the discount code NNM as in normalizing non-monogamy and you'll save 10%. And yeah, that's all I have on that one. Okay. Other few quick announcements. Our next virtual meet and greet is April 17th. That's a Saturday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern or 6 to 9, I'm sorry, 68 p.m. Pacific. These virtual meet and greets, if you haven't joined one yet, uh, we get everyone in a big Zoom room. We have some fun icebreakers and conversation. Then we split you up into small breakout rooms, Have give you another talking point, and you get to talk to people for a few minutes. Then you're brought back up to the main room and we scramble the rooms and do it all again. We've been doing these for almost a year now, actually, and every month, and they are amazing. We've been having up to 40 to 50 people and just an amazing people way to meet people. And these are open to anyone. So you can just be, the only requirement to join is to be open-minded. So a lot of people are exploring many different levels of non-monogamy, but it's not a requirement. Yeah. And it's, Couples, uh, solo people, triads, uh, quads, like whatever your dynamic is, feel free to show up as you are, who you are, and just be an awesome part of the community. And they're $10. And again, it's open to everybody. This isn't strictly for like the Patreon community or anything like that. So if you're looking for community, you're looking to meet people, check it out. 
Uh, they're super fun and yeah, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. If you want to sign up, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab. Again, $10, open everyone. We also want to say a huge thank you to our over 160 Patreon members. Thank you so much for all of you to be, for being part of this amazing community. Uh, we have a couple of quick dates for the Patreon calls here, and then we're going to talk more about Patreon in the outro. So the upcoming men's group call is April 20th. The women's group call is April 21st, and the Q&As are April 28th. So those dates are also on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Yeah. And again, if you're confused at what all of that is, we don't want to go into it here. We just wanted to say, if you're, again, if you're looking for a community, this uh, Patreon community that we built has been incredible for us. And check it out. See if it's something for you. We're going to talk about what it actually is in the outro, uh, but we want to get into the episode. So we're not going to talk about it here. However, before we do, we just wanted to remind people, if you're starting to get back out in the world to meet people and you're vaccinated and that's super exciting, um, don't forget it's a good idea to get tested for STIs before you start mingling and mixing up with tons of different people. The way that Emma and I do this is a website and service called stdcheck.com. We don't want to go into too much, but it is super, super easy. And it is actually way more affordable than it was last year when we were talking about this because they dropped they the dropped price. They dropped the price. Yeah, it used to be $199. It is now $100. $39, yes. but with our discount code, you get in for, you get it for $129. Yes. So it's 130 bucks for a 10 panel test. It's super fast. It's super easy. And using the links in the show notes actually supports the show financially. We get a little bit of a kickback. So thank you for that. And thank you for getting tested and keeping everybody out there safe and informed about what's going on with your health. Yes, go check it out at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And while you're there, you can go to the Contact Us page. Feel free to send us an email or voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We respond to everyone and we love hearing from our listeners. Uh, also, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us too. Let us know. Yeah, that's how everybody else has gotten on the show. Yeah. So reach out. And also everything that we talk about in this episode or previous episodes will be on our website that Emma just mentioned under the podcast tab. We have show notes with full details, photos of our guests and anything we talked about, including Patreon, STD check and the meet and greet. So yes. check that out. Thank you. And we will see you on the other side of this conversation with Axel. Yeah, let's go. Well, uh, bienvenido. <laughs> Good Axel. Welcome in. I was, how many other languages do I have to? How many other languages do I have to welcome you in? Mm, in German, I, I guess did welcome in. I got it. Oh, welcome in. Ein Händchen bitte. Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> showing off all your language I, skills. I know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, thank you for being here, and um, it's. It's fantastic to meet you. Uh, you were at the meet and greet a couple of uh, days ago, and we, we got a quick chance to chat, but, you know, yes. here we are. We can do the real deal. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Wonderful to be here. And now it's your turn to get up early. Yes. <laughs> Last time it took me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were up early, and now we're up before the sun. So that's it's, we're happy to do it, though. So that, yeah, with that, I mean, it, you're coming to us from Spain. Um, from You are German descent german born but uh living in spain so maybe i'll stop introducing you let, you, let you introduce yourself and uh <laughs> well okay let's let's start from from this point right what does a a, a german in in spain right you're probably right yes I, I can i can see it from your faces the the reason is the relationship right so 
there we go. So the reason why I moved uh, like 15 years ago, almost 15 years ago from Germany to Spain. Yeah, I fell in love back then and I met my wife. So in one of those moments, the question came up, what do we do now, right? Who goes from where to where? So the decision was, okay, I would move from Germany to Spain, which was the beginning of a wonderful adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe backing up just a little bit, um, like, do you mind just introducing who, who is Axel? So people kind of have an idea of who they're talking to. And then, and then we'll dive in back into your relationship with your wife and maybe a little bit about how, um, yeah, like how you two met and what what that dynamic looked like um and i'll stop asking too many questions at once <laughs> you, just thought um, you know morning. it's early in the morning it's early in the morning <laughs> you can't stop talking <laughs> okay uh yeah well wonderful so this story explains a little bit why i'm here because i'm here as a first time upcoming author as a uh, passionate ethical non-monogamist I'm also passionate about Japanese bondage and all kink and BDSM related stuff, but my real passion is about relationships, mm -hmm. right? So that's the reason that brings us together here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's just wonderful because I'm a huge fan of your podcast. You have amazing folks here. And actually one of your interviewees, Leah Marshall, mm -hmm. is a common friend. So this brought us together here and uh, she did a wonderful interview mm -hmm. and that's just great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, huge Thank thanks you. to Leah for, for putting you in touch with us. Um, and again, we're excited to have you. Apparently I'm so excited. I can't stop talking. So. Um, <laughs> well, so here I'll take over for that's a, a second. Good, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, you said you moved to Spain uh, to be with your wife. How did the two of you meet? Yes, we meet. Well, that's been a very nice story. Actually, I didn't want to go to Spain, right? Uh, at university, you know, and in Germany or in Europe, there's the Erasmus program, which is an exchange program that allows you to, to study a year in another European country. So, uh, yeah, halfway through my career, like I have a background in law. So this, there came an opportunity to go to Spain, a pretty unexpected opportunity. And in a question of one afternoon, I decided, okay, I'll go to Spain. Good. Next thing, I would have to learn a little bit of Spanish. That would not be bad. I had no idea about Spanish. So, okay. And for this reason, I went to a small city to, well, study like studying Spanish and came then back uh, in, what was it, the end of the year 2003. And for some reasons, I ended up at a place living and my wife as well. So it was the classic romantic love story. When I arrived, she was actually opening the door, looking, and yes, it was love at first sight. Of course, being in 2003, the next part was a little bit more complicated because if you don't speak the language, you have to get very quick with the dictionary. Like no yeah. Google apps, no Google Translate available back then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So. so so when you met your wife, she did not speak 
German and you did not speak Spanish. So the two of you had to try to learn each other's languages as fast as possible. Yeah, exactly. So I I learned Spanish incredibly fast. <laughs> you <laughs> had motivation. motivation. Yeah, I had motivation, and I I loved Spain and I loved everything so much. Okay, so that was the decision to yeah to to change from Germany to Spain, and so then we had a big wedding, like with a huge family. You know, here in Spain, people love to have fiesta and everything, big family, good food, yeah, and everything wonderful. And at that point, I thought, okay, well, probably with this part, like moving from one country to another, that's already enough adventure for a lifetime. We could leave it there, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing no, All right. based on the There's... fact you're on a podcast about non-monogamy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, well, okay, then what happened? We got married, wonderful, everything fine. And then we entered in a dynamic, well, okay, I had to change my job. So suddenly I had to move to Madrid on a daily basis. Lots of stress at work. Uh, we became parents. and. You know, those took a slight like hit on our relationship, and well, all of a sudden, you know, um, yeah, we we know that there was already something going on, and at one given moment, I heard the most dreadful words from my wife: "Honey, we have to talk. Uh, like, we sit down." Yes, so she told me, um, "Well, you know, I'm falling in love with someone else," and. That was like already a, a pretty intense moment, right? But she had given thoughts about it and say, okay, but I also want to be with you. Wow. So, and this will also mean that you have the possibility to be with others. Wow. Think about it, right? Mm -hmm. And this was just like, like my whole world was shaking and I was like completely with a blend of emotions. I didn't know where my where my head was, where my feet were, I was completely, you know, confused with fears, with jealousy, with excitement, with what is going on here, right? Yeah. And so this was one thing. And on the other side, at this moment, I had no idea that something like polyamory existed. Right. But I didn't know that I was polyamorous by orientation. I just had a gut feeling about it, right? Because... Normally, when you marry, you know, you say, okay, now this means monogamy, right? Now it's time to settle down and these kind of things. So in this moment, this was just like the beginning of a journey, right? I would say, okay, it, it feels right for me. I had no idea, no resources like some people are lucky. They find your podcast early, or I have heard other journeys that, okay, they started out reading a lot of books and then starting a journey very careful with a team of psychologists, coaches, guides, specialists, friends, role models, supporting community. And it's more like a, a, a smooth introduction, right? But, well, our introduction to, to, uh, non-monogamy, or in my case, was just like someone throws you in the water and then <laughs> make the yeah. best out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. you have to try to swim. Well, and, and hit yes. your wife. I mean, it sounds like your wife didn't know anything else other than like, I love you and I love this other person. And now, now we have to figure out how to make it work. Yes, definitely. This is how we went through it. So right. as this was a learning journey for us and we ran into all kinds of problems. I mean, you have probably experienced the same, right? Most poly folks have run into troubles with jealousy, with agenda, with this, with that. Yes. <laughs> well, how how long ago did she? How long ago did this conversation happen? Yeah. That, that she sat you down. Oh, this was like, I guess, six years ago, something like that. Five, six, six years, years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a little bit of a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess when so take us back, like. A, to, to the moment you're sitting down and she says this and you said like your, your world's upside down. You don't know your head from your feet. Like, where do you two go from there? Cause I can't imagine this was a one conversation and, and now we've got it. We're going to just be polyamorous. No, this was a huge lot of conversation. First of all, trying to figure out what went, what was going on, where are we? And this was also a reason to reconnect because this was the first sincere conversation we had on such a deep level in a long time. And the first time, yeah, we asked questions like, where do we want to go as a couple? Where do we want to go as, you know, before that we went on default mode, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's just what you do, right? You get a, a solid job, then you find a partner and then you marry. This is mm -hmm. like how things this is what they told us that uh, things work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden you're questioning that default. Yes. And the the feeling is how can we make that work? And and yeah, something that, that works for us. And yeah, we, we both were clear on that we wanted to go on, right? We wanted to go on with our relationship that we still love each other very much, and we want also to go on as a family together, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of the journey. A lot of conversations, many, many, many ups and downs, emotional roller coaster. You know the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing, one thing you said that I wanted to maybe see if you'd be willing to talk a little more about. You said that was the first time we had reconnected and talked deeply about something in a long time. And, and I think maybe that would be something I'd love to hear more about that. Like I could see, you know, people thinking like your partner tells you they love somebody else. That's going to drive you apart. That's going to like push you away. She's going to push you away. It sounds like what you were saying is like it brought you closer and you reconnected over that moment. Yes. It was a moment like uh, a wake up call for us right mm -hmm. because before that we went over family responsibilities job responsibilities uh we didn't even have like physical time to talk because due to my job i had to get up very early i had a four hours commute and i was at an office well the spanish working hours are pretty they like to stay a long time at office <laughs> right so right. We were too busy with surviving, actually. So we went into that kind of survival mode, and we we didn't catch that dynamic on time, right? Yeah. Right, right. You didn't because put the energy into your relationship. 
Yes. So, and, yeah. and this is also something like, um, no one tells you about this, right? Mm -hmm. They tell all you about get married. That's wonderful. But mm -hmm. they don't tell you that the work begins when you're married, right? Mm -hmm. When you're into a relationship. And so, yes, this was like the first time we said, okay, now it's the time to, to sit down to, to do it. Is it correct? Stock taking to see mm -hmm. what, what's going on here. Where are we? What do we want as a couple, as a person? Mm -hmm. Right. What are our goals, right? Um, we, yeah. We never had given a, a, a conscious thought about that. And that was pretty good to yeah. have that conversation yeah. and, yeah, bring bring back the depth of our relationship because we had that all the time, but just for the life circumstances, the external circumstances, we were drifting apart and, and we didn't even know that. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like neither one of you wanted to like exit your relationship. You just needed to fix some things. Yes, we needed um, maybe not so much fix things, but maybe, maybe just, um, yeah, bring them back to life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put some it, more it, energy it, back there. Put energy, put back the connection and center on what's important. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is also a feeling that I had sometimes at work and say, just wait a second. Right. Mm -hmm. Where, where, where am I? I'm now at a nice office, but I'm like far away from the, the people I love most. Mm -hmm. So I went from one country to another to be with my wife and I ended up in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. Okay. At some point, I took the wrong exit. I don't. Yeah. I don't know when. How did I end up in the cubicle? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. So and it goes back to that. Just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you're doing what everybody else is doing, and and that there's a comfort in that, right? There's a comfort in looking around and saying, "Well, everybody else is doing it. It must be okay." Yeah, I, I should fit in here. So what's going on? What's what's wrong with me? Well, why? So and and from this point on, we we decided to put in the hard work because polyamory is hard work, right? You know that. Mm -hmm. uh, the people that I know spent so much time on reading, listening to podcasts, uh, coaching, improving on their communication skills on everything. So actually, this is hard work and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this was also the thing we were pretty clear about. So in, in many cases or in similar situations, I've seen that people tend to, to take the, the exit, right? They mm -hmm. say, okay, didn't work. Let's get divorced, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so for you two, that work, so now you're in a position where you have to start, let's say, watering the garden again right? Putting a lot of energy back into your relationship while at the same time she's in love with somebody else. And I think maybe that's a little bit of a different um, twist than we've heard where a lot of times people come together and say, well, let's open our relationship. And now, we, now that we're open and we started finding our better communication, we started working on us, we got everything in order, th theoretically, or at least we think we did. Um, <laughs> now let's go find some other people to introduce and you were like there's already a new person yes um and now we better fix this stuff really quick uh just like i learned spanish really quick we better start <laughs> yes. we better start getting our act together and yeah so yeah. that's a that's just a very interesting and i imagine challenging 
thing to go through. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and that's also one of the reasons why I, I decided to put it together as a book because I said, okay, there is a chance, just if we take a look at statistics, right? That, I mean, the other day I was looking about the divorce statistics, right? That's a 50% chance of divorce. Like yeah. every second marriage goes to divorce. Yeah. So I said, well, chances are that there are more people out there that would maybe need some roadmap or something like that because I couldn't find anything. Right now I find amazing resources, amazing stuff, but I had to do the work, right? Finding it out, digging deeper, like, for example, going to your podcast, like listening to the episodes and finding in those episodes the gold nuggets and say, okay, mm -hmm. wow, here's another insight. Wow, okay. So now they're, they're, they're even if like no relationship is equal to another, but oh, most people run into the same challenges. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Oh, attachment. Interesting. Oh, communication. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, yep. a new a new hack to to survive jealousy. That's a good one. <laughs> I write it down here, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that I mean, thank you for doing that work because that's huge. Yes, um, exactly. And how did so? How did those first days, weeks, months, go? year go with you and your wife and her her the other person she's in love with? It it it. Uh, we we survived. Let's <laughs> we, we survived, right? Hey, that's a uh, win. That's a win. That's yeah, a win. You're, that's you're a win. Still here. At, at, together. At, at, at this point, it was definitely a win, right? Against all stakes, it worked out. Don't ask me how it worked out. It worked out. Of course, some days better, some day worse. Lots of sleepless nights, uh, some headache, some heartache, but. <laughs> Finally, we started to learn, right? Um, I also had to, to do a lot of inner work, right? Because this journey uh, faces you or brings you into inner feelings that are really uncomfortable to face, right? I don't like myself at all if I'm jealous. What's going on here, right? Until you start learning, okay, that's just a feeling. It's it's an uncomfortable feeling, but it's just a feeling. Say, okay, good. And then I could reduce like the those moments from being. I, I remember sometimes I had in, so like a few days of being jealous or this to to slowly reduce that and say, okay, it won't go away, but yeah, you can manage that and. So those, this was a, a slow and hard learning process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at, at what point did you start to think, well, maybe I could now find somebody else. I feel, I feel safe enough. I feel competent enough and comfortable enough to like maybe start looking for another person as well. Well, this, this was a process that started slowly because I first of all had to, to get used to the idea, right? Because I said, I, I had in my mind the idea that once you get married, then that's done, right? And so I first of all had to, to, to get comfortable with the idea. Say, okay, now I have the permission 
to do that. Then I had to give myself permission to do that. So first I just got like used to the idea and then I started to read a little bit, um, learn a little bit more. And then we started to explore a little bit more the, the swinger community, things like that. Also like starting out, reaching out together. And yeah, this was like one of the, the aha moments of my life, right? First time entering a swinger club, I was like, wow, a strange feeling of being at home. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Where has this been my whole life? Yeah. <laughs> Where has this been? Actually, it, it, it was fun because, yeah, have you ever been to Berlin? You have to, been to Stuttgart, right? Have you been I've to been Berlin? to Berlin. I have not. We have. I So I will say this. I accidentally found myself in berlin during pride weekend and i wound up in the pride not like in the pride parade but like adjacent for for anybody who's ever been to this like it it's basically a giant oval that circles like right in front of the brandenburg gate Mm -hmm. for like the entire week it's just this mass of people that just like swarms in a giant oval over and over and over and there's like floats and there's it's insane. Um, and I wound up somehow accidentally in the middle of it. <laughs> I was not and, there. <laughs> yeah, Emma was not there. So that that was okay. my Ber- that was my Berlin experience. <laughs> so so to, to answer your question, we have not been to any of the clubs. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was fun fun thing. We we found a, a really nice place, like a really great place. But then when we actually yeah, we called them up, I guess. Okay, can we come? Yes, okay. Okay, you're now on the list, so you can come. We went to the place, and it was like a centric place, but we went out there and said, okay, this does not seem like a very welcoming area to go here walking by night, right? And we t- took a look like at Google and said, okay, so this must be the, the place here. An office space down there, fitness center, storage space. Aha, where do we enter? Aha. Oh, a freight elevator. Hmm, welcoming, (laughs) welcoming, welcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're starting it. Okay, let's let's get out of here, right? Let's get out of here. This. Okay, let's take a look. Where is going? (laughs) Number five. Okay, well, let's, let's see what happens. Let's let's. And we went there, and there was a heavy steel door, like red, and we just. And then very friendly, like they opened, like I don't know, a little bit the door, and were very friendly and welcoming, and we could take a look inside and say, okay, this seems like a normal place, right? It was just let's hard to inside. get to. Yeah, <laughs> was get yes, 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 yeah. But this was like the extra emotion and. Inside yeah. it was wonderful, right? Because we it was the first time we, we went out like this and said, No problem, just feel comfortable, just watch what's going on, just have a drink here. That's how things go over here. And so yeah, inside it was beautiful. They had a really nice bar with candles. A the barman was dressing like a suit, black tie, everything. Oh, and people were just normal people. Big surprise. <laughs> right, right. Very friendly people. 
And uh, yes, uh, they even took care of like the you could have like homemade dinner there. Wow. They had put like a small room where you could just have some some food, so you didn't have to worry at all about anything. Wow, that was nice, amazing experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like an amazing first experience at a club. Yeah, way better than ours. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, tell, tell me more about yours. Come on, uh, that's a that's a much longer story than Pride Weekend in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like when you first opened up your relationship like it was full and it, ha it has been a journey full of challenges and like you said there's been some sleepless nights and working through those emotions um but it how have the two of you seen each other grow in in this in this dynamic oh in in many many senses right uh first of all uh through the new skills we had to learn through the inner work we had to do like the 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 handling the emotions like going through that then questioning ourselves what do we really want right like in my case is law really what i want to do for the rest of my life or is there something else that we could do right so these kind of things, um, yeah, started like a, a profound uh, experience, learning experience. And in my case, also on practical levels, right? Uh, right now, for example, as a rigger, well, I'm getting training from, from a, a school from Tokyo, right? Uh, so, yeah. so even yeah. there, like the, the, the technical skills uh, improved a whole lot, right? Yeah. things like that and that's just wonderful yeah yeah and there's actually a piece of that i want to touch on in a minute but go ahead, oh, go ahead. i wanted to i wanted to ask you it sounds like like the bdsm world is something that you have slowly started to discover through this whole journey correct yes 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 so how how was that right i had even no idea about it would have any talent for things like that it was actually a partner from the a friendship from the swinger world mm -hmm. was telling me hey well maybe you would be a good fit for this place and she sent me to an amazing place we have in madrid an amazing bdsm place right really nice really nice club really nice dungeon and uh the owner a good friend of me of mine now he is like the gentleman dominant very calm, very educated. And so I went there and it was again, the feeling of being at home. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's, what's incredible to me is that you started your, with the, the journey with your wife coming to you and saying that, you know, this is, this is what's happening. And I want you both. I want this other person and you in my life. And that took you back a little bit, of course, as it would to anyone. However, you've been able to embrace it. And you said like, you've had these, you've had these moments of feeling like you go into these spaces and this, this coming home. And huh. this, that's incredible that, and I'm very happy that you've had that experience and that both of you have been able to go on this journey together. Yes. It was wonderful. Like it was a blessing in disguise because like the starting point was okay. If we trust statistics, we are about to divorce, 
right? Like, uh, fast forward several years, now I'm into two more wonderful relationships. Uh, our marriage <laughs> is still surviving, which is pretty good. And I, if you would have told me like uh, a few years before that I would do Japanese rope bondage and full body suspensions one day, I would say, <laughs> you're crazy, right? Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you but, now. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So this is like, uh, yeah, one of the, the, the biggest breakthroughs here. So this is something yeah. that's, that's completely wonderful, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had two kind of questions. The first is when, so you, you said that you and your wife started exploring like the swinging world. Was, was that sort of what you two agreed on as like the safe next step or did, did she continue to explore the, the love she had for this other person, you know, simultaneously to you two starting to explore it together? Oh, good question. Um, Good question. So, I don't know. Should ask my wife about this. <laughs> what, what, what she thinks. But as we had agreed, so uh, this is like her personal space. So we won't uh, dive into there too deep, right? Sure. But what I can tell you, it was uh, at some point we tried to get her to the swinging lifestyle. I stood more to it. My life finally. Uh, my wife finally decided it's not her cup of tea. Mm -hmm. It's nice, but she prefers other kind of relationships. Right. And so she was probably, again, not to dive too deep into her stuff, but she, throughout this journey, she was, you, you had set up a framework where she was able to continue exploring that other yes. relationship. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And what's uh, also very interesting here is that we found also an effect that these relationships uh, somehow complement and even can support each other, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That this is something that is also something pretty good about polyamory, right? Or ethical non-monogamy mm -hmm. to, to see how different relationship can blend, can complement or even give the permission to live some things of your life that you don't live with your partner, right? Right. And it also takes off the pressure because usually the expectancy is when you marry that your partner has to be your best friend, the most ideal parent, your best lover, and your tennis partner. And you say, ah, what, what? a lot of responsibility, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. no, for sure. For sure. And it may be that that actually leads perfectly into my second question, which is the phrase you used just a second ago, which was our marriage is surviving. Do you feel that it's simply surviving or do you feel that it has improved and continues to improve and maybe is thriving? Oh, it's, 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 um, <laughs> sorry, I, I, the, the surviving was, uh, not meant as as this this was just no 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 it's actually went even better because yeah. we have now a a a ease at heart at home right those things those liberties that are just wonderful right our relationship improved on so many levels 
our overall happiness improved on so many levels. Of course, like in any other relationship, there are still some times where we have slight disagreements or whatever. But overall, we, we, we turned into a far better version of our relationship through this journey. Yeah, definitely. I had a hunch, but I thought, well, that's a, I'll, I'll, I'll pick at that word surviving because I had a feeling you meant you were thinking thriving. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. I mean, we're celebrities, so people get nervous. I understand. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Sorry, my, my fault here. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, just kidding. So. I'm curious how in your in your life, how open with are you with other people, your friends, family, about your relationship dynamic? That's uh depends on the degree of openness of friends and family, right? Uh, because some people want to know more and others might not want to know more. Mm-hmm. So in this case, well, I'm, I'm trying to be open if someone approaches me, but not be too not to overwhelm others with things they might not want to know. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's a, yep. That's a very fair answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe that uh, a follow up to that is you've, you've lived a large portion of your life in two different countries, two different cultures. How, how is, or how have you seen polyamory swinging non-monogamy like be accepted or embraced in both German culture and Spanish culture? Ah, that's a good question because actually I have friends and lots of contacts in both worlds, right? So I have through the BDSM world, interestingly, I made a lot of friendships in Germany, right? I was long years like uh, slightly disconnected from Germany. And then through rope bondage, I went back to Munich, where is, there is a, a huge uh, event on rope bondage. It's called BoundCon. It's huge. Like uh, I don't know if it's it will be possible this year, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's amazing. So what I've seen is that in Germany, especially the BDSM culture, is maybe more visible, more accepted, depending on where you are. Right? If you're a big city like Berlin, ah, uh, you're into leather. Oh, interesting. Well, nothing new for me, right? <laughs> Ah, I've seen everything. I've done everything. (laughs) But in the smaller towns, they still like, what is going on here, right? Yep. Um, The Spanish culture is smaller, definitely smaller and a lot more familiar, right? It's like a big family here. The people stay maybe a little bit under the radar. But on the other hand, the the connection within the community is, is great. So... I've also done a lot of travel here in Spain and there are a lot of good events and things and I made really good friendships also here in the community. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. I think it's, it's fascinating for us to learn about what it's like in, in other cultures. I mean, we love to travel, so that's, mm-hmm. that's part of it, but it's also like, you know, it, a lot of times it's so taboo. And and it's interesting hmm. to hear how it's accepted around the world and in various places. So thank mm-hmm. you. 
Yeah, actually, I've written it in I've written it in German for a German BDSM magazine. I've written a a have a fun weekend in Madrid uh, tour guide. So where you combine my passions of of good food, <laughs> good BDSM play, <laughs> and everything in the city. So you can actually take a walk and and do this. So in a weekend, you can uh, have amazing experience, see amazing places. Yes. Wow. That- so we might have to get um, the inside tips of how to find and, how to find that and <laughs> information. Where, yeah, yes, links to, to that go. article, and we'll let we'll let Google translate it for us. Yeah. You don't have to. You no need to bring your own dictionary this time, right? Oh, I I have to ask if they if it's online available because it's still a print. Uh, it's a print magazine. Okay. One of the yes, one of the oldest or at least most important uh, magazines in Germany. Big wow. honor to be there, published. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. But we we can we can share some some hints where to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well. Next time we find ourselves uh, in Europe, which will hopefully be someday again. <laughs> hopefully soon, but you know when it's safe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I'm I'm excited to have an awesome connection to the communities in both Germany and Spain. And like, it's, it's really great to hear, um, just how your journey has progressed. And from a difficult, like that conversation, I just go back to that, like sitting down and having that conversation with your partner is just, I think that would, most people's heart would drop to the floor. I mean, there's no way around it. It, Yes, definitely. I was just like, but on the other hand, I, thought lots of it uh many times about it if i hadn't had a wake-up call like this was not comfortable not at all but on the other hand i could have lived my life on autopilot the whole like the next 20 years the next 40 years who knows yeah Yeah. did it it end up you mentioned earlier that you started questioning do you want to do law did it end up impacting other parts of your life other than just your relationship and your new relationships with your partners? Um, yes. Also on a professional level, right? This, uh, ended up like, it was curious because I, I mentioned earlier that I had the feeling of coming home when I went to the dungeon, right? I said, what's going on here? How, how can I feel this? Right? Strange. But the same thing, the opposite thing happened. Like when I'm working as a lawyer, right? So like wearing this suit and everything, it just feels like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on a formal level, perfectly qualified to do it, but on a gut level, on a feeling level, say, hmm, that's not my place. So I also like started to think about it. What can I do? How can I do good use, make good use of my time? And also for this reason, I decided to spend time on, on writing on a book because this was something I always wanted to do. And interestingly, right now, I'm even reconnecting with the law part because I always kept teaching. So there is a, a interesting connection between law, liberties, and the digital space. For example, like uh, recent cases of MasterCard uh, stopping uh, to provide services for certain uh, content providers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like that and these are also very interesting 
like from a legal perspective because like say okay like are really payment providers the most qualified folks on this planet to talk about our morals right yeah <laughs> yeah that's a pretty simple argument but uh I'll, we, I'll we don't it. need to go down that road <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so no. that, that that was also something something like this and uh yeah this this moment of of awakening of the self. I the the other day reading uh, Jessica Fern's book Polysecure. Mm -hmm. She has a passage about this also, like the moment of awakening of self and say, ah, well, okay, like one after another aha moments. Ah, this this is what happened. Okay, now now I understand what happened on here. Ah, it's normal. Okay, I'm not the first one. No, you're not the first one. <laughs> That's normal, right? Right. Those things happen. Right, right. Well, and and in researching your book, and we'll in a minute we we'll want to hear more about the book and the and everything. Mm -hmm. But in researching it, you said you went to the far corners of the internet and probably the library, whatever, to find yes. resources for this. What maybe like two or three of the top resources that you found useful in like your the, own journey, not not necessarily just my for own, your book, but for your own well, like personal. Oh my. On my personal growth, well, um, there are so, so many things what helped me, right? Um, especially, um, there, there were a few key moments, right? And if I just mention them, like, this does not mean this, everything else is not important. It's just so mm -hmm. much. Just, for example, I had the, the great luck, just to give you an idea, that I ran into, at first, when you enter the BDSM world, it's strange. Because there are protocols, there are things that are different, and you first have no idea what's going on, right? For example, I had no idea what did mean that a person was wearing a collar, mm -hmm. right? Oh, hey, how are we doing? And this person did not answer, and looking to another person, and I was just said, what's going on here? Until I learned, ah, this person has a master, and the... The, the the protocols say that you talk first to the master and then you ask for permission and then ah okay so this was completely confusing for me at first so I had the big luck to find good friends and mentors mm -hmm. so and I say okay so okay you want me to be your mentor well I don't know but what I can give you is some reading recommendations so uh, my mentor, now a very good friend of mine, uh, handed to me the recommendation of the new topping book to get started. Mm -hmm. So uh, from the same authors as Ethical Slut. Yeah? Okay, yep. And it was just an eye-opener. I said, wow, this is, this is a wonderful read. That's um, amazing, right? And so I started to read, uh, read more books. And also sometimes the most inspiring insights were like at five o'clock in the morning at the bar, right? Whiskey shot number 10 down the throat, all barriers down. And now people tell you how the real thing goes. I say, okay, so you see which effort I had to do to write the book. You see my suffering, <laughs> spending all nighters and things like that. <laughs> Then I also had um, like amazing friends and 
that helped a lot. And over time, I also found like amazing people within the community, right? Some of them I also interview for the book. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we bring in some insights from Leah Marshall, mm -hmm. right? We bring in, um, I have also Jessica Fern still pending for an interview. So this is something that it's also like took some time to find out the right people or at least people where I had a, a good feeling about and say, hey, that's interesting. Or this is a perspective that that's really helpful. So at least, or this is the team that I would have like five, six years ago on my site. Mm -hmm. So it would have been complicated, but right. I could have reached out to them and just, okay. Oh, or Kitty Chambliss, like talking about jealousy, right? Okay. So there's this system, how to handle that. There's a community, there's a, there's a support network, right? All that kind of stuff that I have it now. I wish I would have it had earlier because then I would probably have made the journey a little bit less time with less heartache, with less headache. But hey, at this moment, I, I didn't have anything of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I had one other question too. So throughout throughout your journey, and it sounds like where you're at now, you have kind of you have poly, you have partners, which is more of a polyamorous dynamic. You've been to swing clubs and you've been in the BDSM world. And I wanted to, so, or so many people keep those very separate. And I wanted to see if you could describe or discuss how you found a blend between those three. I'll find the blend. Well, this is, um, this is true. Some people keep things very separate, right? They think, no, we just do swinging, hide the whip. Where are you going with the leather stuff and the ropes? No, no, no. Uh, other people, for example, that are in the swinging world, they're interested, they're curious, for example, about rope bondage. Say, okay, that's nice to see, right? And in the BDSM world, same thing. Some people are very, 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 um, how can we call it, puristic? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Is this an English word? Yes. It's good enough. We know what you mean. <laughs> any, any, anytime somebody from another language is speaking English and they get close enough to a word, I'm good with it because we know how difficult that is. Okay. So. Yes, yes, yes. So the, there are the people that have found the one true way and yep. true BDSM is whatever. Fill in the yep. blank space. Because yep. who, whoever you ask, they'll tell you something totally different. But... Other people, they just say, okay, well, um, I have, uh, my BDM, BDSM personality is this, but I also enjoy swinging and I also enjoy this. And so they have like different facets and there are like, when you dig a little bit deeper, uh, um, the people are, yeah, maybe more open and there's maybe more, uh, fluidity between those worlds than it seems at first sight. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. And and it's fun to hear from somebody who does blend those worlds. Because right. we have talked to people who are there they they pick a lane and they stay in it. Well there's nothing wrong with, with that at all. Sure. It's just interesting sure. to hear about someone yeah. who like who has blend found that blend that works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is something also like that comes with a certain ease of heart, right? Because sometimes 
they're like also with my partners i have a slightly different dynamic uh with each of them like with one of my partners we are more focused on rope bondage with my other partner um we're more focused on a dom- domination submission dynamic but at the end of the day like it's it's like about having a good time right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah like, I, that's all what I agree. Yeah, we're I all mean, looking for in life yeah. is to enjoy enjoy life. Um, yeah. We wanted to give you the opportunity too, to talk a little bit more about your book and where people can find it and what, I guess, what stage is it you're at right now? And what's the, maybe what's the basis of it, right? Yes. It's not just about BDSM or just about swinging. or Ex- Exactly. So uh, right now the, the, the book is basically the distilled learning from my own journey, right? So it's not written as an autobiography, but I just wanted to focus on the, the, the things I was running into, right? So from handling like your partner falls in love with someone else, right? Lesson learned from that. Here we go. Then opening up the whole transition, the process, and even starting to explore more to go beyond marriage, right? And to, yeah, to, to explore a little bit. So that's the personal journey turned book. And in order, because I, for many things, I just could give like my personal life lessons. Uh, I also reached out to other people that are are amazing and can bring in helpful insights, right? Because I'm on the practitioner's side. I'm not a coach. I'm not a psychologist, but there are amazing people out there. And I found really uh, gems there about better communication, handling jealousy, about like solely solo polyamory, things like that, which are amazing or also other relationship models. Right, because not everyone starts at the same point where I was starting out, right? So that's in there. And also like uh resources, other stuff that can help, but set from the perspective that what would have been the book that I would have loved to hold in my hands like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, talking about what stage it is, it's almost finished, which means that's <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I write a book. That's also a learning experience. It's amazing because, well, I learned a lot about cover design. Now we have an amazing cover, <laughs> right? Uh, really beautiful. So I learned a lot about design work. Uh, the content is written and already proofread. That's important because... I'm not a native speaker, so this has to go through professional hands because everything else would not work. So right now it's in the stage of uh, beta reading. So some people are going through it and say, hey, what, what are you meaning here? Well, this, this does not make sense. Why are you talking about this? Ah, well, okay. Those smaller, tiny little changes. And I'm still having some last interviews. And also doing the interviews, like you already familiar what is like doing the interview side, but then you have to transcribe it, then you have to edit it, and then you have to put it in where it fits best, things like that, uh, things like this. So I should maybe 
I hope to have it out in, in two to three months. But publishing is an adventure and there's still like things to figure out, like how to publish it on Amazon, like get the format rate, set everything up. So those little things, but yeah, it's actually written. So yeah. the big, wow. big part of the work is done. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's congratulations. Congrats and That's it's super amazing. Exciting. Uh, and, and you just to be clear, like you wrote the the book is in English, correct? And so yes. I'm. That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't written my first Spanish novel. I yet, know. It's, so. it's, it's, speaking from someone who struggles with learning language but has tried, it, it feels very impressive. Um, so, so to that point, though, we will have links in the show notes um, for the pre-launch. Uh, information and then once the book launches we will go back and we'll swap those links out for links to where people can purchase the book so um, just for anybody listening who wants to find it and find out more information we'll have links to your website and all of your information there and yeah I mean just thank you so much for for coming on Axel and um, yeah, it was, was was great fun thank you so much yeah. yeah is there is there any final thought or thoughts that you wanted to leave people with before we let you I guess get along with your evening and we'll go to our jobs here because it's now time to go to work again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ease at heart. That's the thing. That's the most, the biggest lesson here you know, to, to enjoy the journey. And also that that's one of the, the key takeaways that give yourself permission to, to yeah. explore, to make mistakes and just do that. It's, it's worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah even when it's not easy it's worth it and mm-hmm. i think that's something that we're we're learning every day yes we are yes so, we are yeah definitely yeah. definitely thank you again axel it was wonderful to meet thank you thank you and- so much yeah and we will uh we'll let you go and we will be in touch and yeah, thank you and we're back thank you so much to Axel for coming on the show, reaching out to us for and just being an all-around amazing human. And we can't wait to uh, come visit you selfishly. And for writing the book. And yes. we got an update that it's, you know, it's coming out soon. He's he's working on it. It's in the final edit. So again, awesome. Thank you. And thank you. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what you're laughing at. I have an idea, but I'm not I'm gonna just, go into it. I'm giggling off Ugh, anyway. Um just giggly. So our Patreon. We got to talk a little bit about Patreon. Yeah, we mentioned it in the outro, in the intro, and we said, hey, if you're looking for community, come back in the outro and we'll tell you all about it. What it is, is Patreon is a website, a platform that allows content creators like podcasters, like us, to create communities and sort of monetize them and get support for the show. And we've used ours to build a really cool community that helps support one another. We do a monthly Q&A. We do men's calls. We do women's calls. And these calls are open to anybody and everybody who feels safe and welcome. Again, these community, this community is open to anybody who's, you know, not even just exploring non-monogamy, just anybody who's looking for awesome community of open-minded people. Come check it out. See if it's for you. You know, it's you can sign up for just a month, see if it works. And if not, feel free to cancel. We don't get offended. No, we don't. If you want to join, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the Patreon button. You'll see all the tiers there and the uh, all the information. Also, just to repeat the dates for the upcoming um, this month's... Uh, Patreon stuff. Yes, all Patreon the stuff. The, the, the Q&A, the men's call, the women's call, and also there's an ongoing MeWe chat where everybody kind of 
jumps in and supports each other in between the different calls. Yeah, so the men's group call is April 20th, the women's group call is April 21st, and the Q&A is April 28th, 2021. So again, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, click on the Patreon button, and while you're there, go sign up for the virtual meet and greet. Uh, that's going to be on April 17th, and that's $10 and open to anyone that wants to join. You just have to be open-minded. So come join us for that um, and contact us too. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. Uh, we've been, we're have been we coming up on almost of three years. Almost, not quite. Like two more weeks? Yeah, a few more weeks. It'll be three years. Wow. So congratulations to us and congratulations <laughs> congratulations to all of you for if, listening for three years. Yeah. And we wouldn't keep doing it if we weren't getting the feedback we did so or we have and, and the awesome support from the community. So just thank you to everybody and let us know how we're doing. We love to hear from everybody and just thank you. I'm just throwing the thank yous out to everybody. Yeah, you are. I'll shut up now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you for shutting up. <laughs> yes, well, to you and to them. Next week, Wednesday, normal episode, we have a conversation, a beautiful conversation, with the hosts of the podcast, Two Hot Wives, Ams and Cat. Yep, and we will see you all next week for that, and we're excited for that, and we'll, maybe even before then, we'll see you in the Patreon community. Yeah, come all check right. it out. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.